Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Also, we are streaming live on Rumble right now. You can go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Please hit that subscribe button. Also hit that Rumble button, which is the little, it's either a, a boxing glove or a plus sign, depending on if you're on the website or on the app. But hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything. It supports the show. We're trying to grow that audience and uh, it's, it's been growing pretty good over the past couple of weeks. I appreciate that. Of course, live streaming on Rumble is a relatively new thing to do. But I encourage everybody to get on Rumble. It is a, a, a really solid alternative to YouTube. And it has a lot of big power brokers behind it. Uh, this is the first credible alternative to YouTube that we've really had that is censorship free. And so if you're looking for a place to go for video content where you can post things or look at things that would be censored elsewhere. Rumble is the place to go. All right. Uh, we got to talk about Peppa Pig. I thought this story was, I'm lightening it up a little bit. Give me a break. I, I thought this story was, was kind of interesting because I kind of experienced this. Um, I experienced it with both of my kids over the years, uh, only one through the pandemic. So Peppa Pig, for those of you who don't know, is a good show. Um, gets annoying when your kid watches it for like eight hours, but it is a good show and it's wholesome. It's got good values. You can, you can sit your kid down to watch it and not have to worry about it. Now, Peppa Pig is British. And so everything is in a British accent. So if your kid watches Peppa Pig at that age, they tend to develop a British accent. And this apparently has become a really big thing during the pandemic as kids have been binge-watching Peppa Pig throughout the pandemic. So we've got a bunch of American kids running around with a British accent. So it's kind of like the, um, well, I mean, it's, it's more like a British accent, but we used to have the transatlantic accent in the United States, which was, you know, kind of like a, a hoity-toity, high and mighty type accent that uh, famous people used and that sort of thing, and the wealthy used. American kids are binge-watching so much of the British cartoon Peppa Pig that they are developing English accents and even using words like telly and ready, steady, go. The so-called Peppa effect had already led kids in the U.S. to mimic the star swine from U.K.-produced Peppa Pig, and all that extra telly time during COVID-19 restrictions appears to be making the phenomenon more widespread. Now, my oldest daughter used to watch Peppa Pig regularly, and she would say various British words and occasionally have a British accent. Very rare. Um, my youngest, though, <laughs> she is much more susceptible to this than my oldest is. And because of the pandemic, you know, she's had a couple of days where she's basically binge-watching Peppa Pig, and next thing you know, she's running around saying British things, and we have to remind her that the Redcoats are bad. <laughs> it's got, you got to keep her in line. Uh, not nothing against my British friends, but you know, hey, we we're red, white, and blue here. Okay, uh, screen time limits were lifted as parents work from home. Extra Peppa binging ensued, and now parents say more kids are opting for Father Christmas instead of Santa Claus and throwing out expressions like "give it a go." Uh, Mike, I can't believe that we have made it into three paragraphs here, and they have not mentioned muddy puddles because that's the the one thing that my kids universally picked up was Muddy Puddles. And they they both love Muddy Puddles. Now, my oldest daughter, when she was younger and watched Peppa Pig regularly, she would 
ask permission to jump into the muddy puddles because they would always do that in the show. You can't jump in a muddy puddle, which is a big deal in the show, unless you have your boots on. So my oldest always made sure that she had some boots on to do it. My youngest doesn't care. My, my youngest sees water and she just goes and jumps in it. We were on our way into a store. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was like uh, six, seven months ago. Well, it wasn't wintertime, but it, I think it was, it was fall, last fall. We are on our way into a store. There is literally a muddy puddle in the parking lot. You know, some of these parking lots, in, for those of you in Michigan, some of these parking lots in this area, and I don't know why it is a thing here. Um, they don't maintain the parking lots here. Isn't that weird, Josh? I, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm from out west where, you know, you don't have these massive changes in temperature and stuff like that, so maybe that's just me being naive. I don't know. But there's a massive amount of, of places here that do not maintain their parking lots. And there's these huge, giant craters there that fill up with water and slush and oil and everything else from the cars. Yeah, she decided to jump into one. Guess, guess who was wearing white? <laughs> so now, now we're the family that has just walked into the store with a kid wearing white, and there's mud and dirt all over her, right? So now we're those parents. We're the parents that just don't care. She's got very curly hair, so sometimes she won't let us brush it before we leave the house, and you just throw it in a ponytail or something like that, so it's real frizzy, right? It's one of those things. Um, but they do say a lot of the words that are in there, so they will they will do a lot of that. Uh, they picked up on Peppa Pig stuff way more than they did. This article references, like, SpongeBob. Way more Peppa Pig stuff than SpongeBob stuff, and I don't know if it's just they think it's funny because of the accent or, or what it is. I don't know. Um, and for the record, I think that some words that they use fairly common in the UK should be more commonly used here in the United States, like the C word, for instance. So the C word, which I totally cannot say on the air here, is considered one of the most repugnant words to women in the United States. It is common vernacular in the United Kingdom. And I'm sorry, but it is one of the most accurate words to call somebody when they're acting like that. Starts with a C, ends with a T, okay? That is that is just one of the best words ever, and they use it all the time over there. I would love for Americans to adopt that, but, you know, prissy American women are, are all uptight about it. Uh, so anyway, this article in the New York Post goes over it, and it was, it was just one of those lighthearted things. I got a bunch of people on the live stream right now. People are, <laughs> people are talking about how their kids uh, their kids are doing the same thing. As a parent who's kind of dealt with it, I thought it was funny because one daughter went through it before the pandemic, years before, and then the other one during the pandemic, same exact thing. But that's what happens. You know, you run into, you run into, uh, you know, these these now global cartoons that are big deals all across the world, and people start picking them up. You know, people pick up those accents and everything else. Um, you know, I don't have any issue with it. So we just finished the the Queen's Gambit. Did you watch the Queen's Gambit, Josh? You did. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Everybody told me that I needed to watch it. I knew it was blowing up. I knew it was a big deal. I didn't. I'm like, I haven't played chess in years. You know, I was I was actually in the chess club in for like, you know, a couple of months in high school. Um, but I, 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 I'm like, eh. Somebody said, it's really not about chess. I was like, okay. So I saved it and saved it, saved it. And then I finally watched it. Fantastic series. Fantastic series. Okay. All of the actors are British. All of them. Don't know it. They play Americans, right? This is more common, especially with Netflix originals and Prime Prime originals. A lot of British actors and actresses get them at a lower wage. 
come to the United States and take our jobs, and they speak really good American accents. Uh, the actress is also not a redhead. Ah, see, Josh caught him. She looks like a natural redhead, doesn't she? She's blonde. She is a blonde. Those are all wigs in the show. On Netflix, you can watch Making of, of the Queen's Gambit, and they go through her doing the makeup and everything. It is crazy because if anybody looked like a natural redhead, it's her, but she is a blonde. And my wife and I both looked at each other and said, she should get rid of the blonde hair. She just, she looks perfect as a redhead. She should, she should wear redhead. But again, you know, this is just something that we're running into. We're, we're having a lot of this, um, this co-mingling, if you will, of entertainment. And part of that is probably because Americans can't stand the insufferable smugness of Hollywood. And, you know, the, the Hollywood air quote elites who pretend that they're elites, but they're not, obviously. And their smug attitude towards everybody. This is why I'm so conflicted about the Matt Damon thing. And Matt Damon, for, for those of you who don't know, Matt Damon is, because I know that we're talking to Fort Wayne right now, Matt Damon is like a running gag. I have consistently been told that I look like Matt Damon for some reason. I don't think that I do. I have glasses now, okay? So I wear glasses when I'm working because of the blue light. And Josh, my new producer, walks in one day and says I'm Matt Damon. And now Matt Damon is a huge, insufferable liberal who says really horrible things about conservatives, but he's playing a Trump supporter in his latest movie, Stillwater, and he's doing nothing but praising Trump supporters. And I want I want to believe what I always... You're taking pictures of me now. I want to believe what I always say, which is that if somebody who isn't exposed to an actual conservative meets one, they'll quickly realize that the parody of what they thought a conservative was isn't true, and they'll calm down. But there's also a part of me, just because I become so cynical now, that... I know who Matt Damon is. Hollywood suffered tremendously when they make political movies. Left-wing movies don't make any money in Hollywood. Conservative movies do make money in Hollywood. So it would be in his best interest to come out there and, and say that these Trump supporters were amazing. They treated me great. Do I want to believe him? Yeah. I'll probably watch the movie just to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't want to be too cynical, right? I want to encourage... I want to encourage that that crossing the line and merging as Americans again. I want to encourage that. But there's a part of me that is just like, he's just doing this so his movie doesn't doesn't bomb, right? But um, but anyway, it's just, you know, it, I thought it was an interesting story just as a parent watching my kids all of a sudden develop British accents for a couple of days as they watch Peppa Pig, and it turns out it's like an epidemic in the United States. So who knows? maybe bring back the transatlantic accent. I think the trans... The transatlantic accent was a beautiful way to speak. And we got rid of it for various reasons. But honestly, I think it was a great way to talk. And it was developed as a way to still maintain a connection with the old the old mother country, right, in, in the UK. So I don't know. It's a beautiful way to talk. It might be, it might be um, a good counter to our modern dialects that we have, you know, or the way that we shorthand everything and that sort of stuff. So who knows? Maybe it'll happen as a result of Peppa Pig. Or, you know, kids will just grow up and not eat bacon. It'll be more of it for us. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm watching uh, Cavuto, who swore you were all going to die if you took hydroxychloroquine. 
uh, if you got COVID, which, of course, is not the case. Um, so Cavuto is talking with Bezos and the other the other people who are going to be on the space flight. This happens tomorrow morning, right, Josh? You're going to cover it tomorrow morning? Yeah, so and, and there, here's the thing, though, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. Re- always remember this. I'm never trying to be a jerk. It just comes off that way. Okay? I'm never trying to. This is it's my natural state, okay? Um I'm that is a that is an older lady and and I don't know who she is because I haven't read up who's going to be on the flight and I'm not trying to be mean, but I would not have expected that they would have put somebody as old as her on that flight. I I think it's good. I think it's amazing that she gets to go on the flight uh because I do believe that the this is this is purely unscientific, okay? This is just Casey wants to go to space. Um, I believe that kids, the elderly, and everybody in between can easily go into space, and it's not a problem. I don't think you need to be an astronaut to go to space. I just don't, okay? So that's just my philosophy. But I am I am genuinely surprised that they have this older lady on there. And then the other the other flight didn't they put like a teenager on? Real young kid on the other one, right? So maybe what this will do, and obviously these are commercial enterprises, so let's be honest, she's a guinea pig. Nothing wrong with that, okay? Nothing wrong. She's she's clearly a guinea pig. What? Who is she? She's an astronaut? A Mercury 13 astronaut? So she's the one who knows what she's doing up there. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. I love seeing that. Well, back in the Mercury 13 days, I mean, Mercury 13, when was that? What what year was Mercury 13? Hold on a second. I got to look this up. I'm trying to remember because I don't think that they let women uh, do that back then. Yeah, yeah. so the Mercury 13 were the 13 women, but they, yeah, them going into space was like not a not a big deal. You know what a great series for you to watch is, but you have to have Apple Plus for this. It's called For All Mankind. And they cover the Mercury 13 in there, but it's an alternate reality universe where Russia beat us to the moon. But it's all about the American space program and leading up to all of that. And then just little events change in in the history of it. It's called For All Mankind. And I'm telling you right now, it is one of the best television series is ever made. It is so good. And the Cold War has now extended into the modern era that we're in right now. And there's military battles and things like that in space. It's a trip. But it's not all hokey-dokey sci-fi. It's really good stuff. But they cover the Mercury 13 and some of the uh, the astronauts there. Because they weren't really allowed. They weren't really allowed to go into space and stuff. Huh? It's. I mean, that's crazy. Good for her. Okay, now I feel like a big, giant jerk. All right, we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190, Wawa 107.5 FM. I want to remind everybody that we are also live streaming on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host rumble.com slash Casey the host and make sure you click the subscribe button. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. Now I remember what I was doing. Okay. The, uh, the brain fart is officially gone, Josh. I remember what I was going to do now. I say, sitting here, I was going to do something, and I was going to talk about it with all of you. I totally spaced it. No idea where it went. 
Totally forgot about it. By the way, Milton Monday is coming up. We will be doing Milton Monday in the next segment. Um, there is, we have had an issue with some festivals here in in the Michiana type area, you know, Michigan or Indiana too. But um, four Michigan festival goers are now dead. Three have been exposed to carbon monoxide. This is while they were attending a weekend country music festival in southern Michigan, including three men who likely succumbed to carbon monoxide exposure inside a travel trailer. Two more men were in critical condition at a hospital from the same exposure. This is according to the, the Lenawee County Sheriff's Office. Uh, they're all in their early 20s. A concerned friend dialed 911 after one, around 1.30 p.m. when he had not heard from them during the Faster Horses Festival at Michigan International Speedway, 80 miles west of Detroit. They were staying at a campground outside of the festival. Uh, let's see. This is in Woodstock Township. This tragic incident is being investigated as a suspected carbon monoxide exposure from a generator located very near the travel trailer. Near. I am... You have to wonder about this stuff. We don't have all of the details, but you know how you have a generator near the travel trailer and somehow was able to poison everybody inside. Uh, separately, state police reported the death of a 30-year-old woman, Melissa Havens of Croswell. The cause and manner was unknown, according to police, but they were looking for a suspect. And this is at the same event. So... I, yeah, I don't know. And it wasn't. It was on the Michigan side of the border that we had that ride that almost tipped over, right? So we had a ride here, um, not that far away, that was at a carnival or a fair, and it was it was rocking back and forth, and it was it was going to fall over, and uh, they, you know they stopped it, but you're still at the mercy of momentum at that point, and a bunch of people jumped on the ride to prevent it from tipping over and and help save everybody's lives. It was just a tremendous story of goodwill and the willingness to sacrifice yourself to save other people. Um, so we're going we're gonna to keep monitoring this. I know it's not technically in the Michiana area for those of you in this audience, but this story still, I don't know, there's something about it that is piquing my interest and, and I'm just, I'm kind of, kind of concerned about it. So we'll, we'll keep updating you on that one as well. This situation in Minnesota has become also very interesting. This is the, this is the story of the Minnesota Democrat who was pulled over. He was given a citation. He made the allegation that he was pulled over while driving while black. Now, again, we've, we go down this. If you are, if you're looking for racism, you can find racism in anything. We watch the leftists do this all the time, uh, where if you just say the OK symbol, you know, or you're playing the circle game, oh, that's a white supremacist symbol. It's never been a white supremacist symbol. It isn't a white supremacist symbol. Democrats um, use it all the time. I, I like to post lots of pictures of Obama and Hillary and Biden doing the OK symbol just just to highlight how absurd the claim is. Uh, but if you're looking for racism, you'll find racism any, anywhere. So if you go on to, you know, like YouTube or something like that, you'll run into a whole category of driving while black. And what you if you actually go down this rabbit hole and you actually watch what you will find. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. What you will actually find is that. Almost every example of driving while black, which is the assertion that you were only pulled over by police because of the color of your skin, in almost every example that is on social media, there was a legitimate violation 
a legitimate stop. And oftentimes there was no way for the officer to see the color of your skin anyway. And so you will run into these videos where somebody is sitting there and they, you know, they start recording, which for the record, I support and endorse. If you want to turn your cell phone on and record the interaction that you have with police when you're getting pulled over, I think that's a good thing. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. And so, you know, I'm not trashing anybody who does that. I think that's just wise, right? One, it, it, protects the officer, but it also protects you just in case you do get a bad apple. It does happen. So you'll have some of these examples where they'll record it and like, oh, here we go again. I'm pulled over, black man driving here, whatever. And, you know, the cop comes up and he's like, hey, you got a taillight out. Just wanted to let you know, you know, no warning, no ticket, anything like that. Just, you know, just letting you know the taillight on, on your driver's side is out. This is one of the last videos that I saw. It's out. Just letting you know. And uh, have, have a good night. Get that fixed. And then the officer walks away. You know, he's, he's all nice to the officer when he's there. Officer walks away. He's like, See, pulled me over because of the color of my skin. It's like, what are you talking about? But that's just the justification that they have. I was watching uh, another video. Most of you know I'm, I ride a motorcycle, so I like to watch motovlogs. Watching another video. Guy almost hits a guy in a motorcycle. Guy in a car comes over into the motorcycle's lane, almost sideswipes him, and wipes him out on the road, right? So the guy in the motorcycle pulls up alongside him. He's like, hey, pay attention to what you're doing. The guy was on his cell phone. Pay attention to what you're, what you're doing. You almost killed me. The guy inside the car happened to be a black man, looked at him and goes, you're a racist, and then drove off. Like, what? <laughs> you just almost killed this guy, and now you're calling him a racist. So there is this, this rush to judgment on this, and this is what leads to the fake hate crimes that we're always talking about on the show. The vast majority of hate crimes that are reported in the news are fake. They're not real. And this Minnesota Democrat got pulled over by cops, and he immediately made the assertion that he was profiled because of the color of his skin by the police. Well, he's a lawmaker in Minnesota. He's a legislator there. And so he's making this claim that he was only pulled over because of the color of his skin and everything else. So eventually what happened is the department said, release the dash cam or uh, the body cam, release it. So they released, they released the footage. And of course, it makes the legislator look like an absolute imbecile because there was no racial motivation. There was no racial intent. The officer was polite throughout the entire stop. It was the legislator who was combative. And there, there was nothing in there whatsoever to justify the accusation that this was in any way, shape, or form a race-based stop. It was legitimate. Well, now what we have found out is that that legislator, uh, first-term Minnesota Democratic legislator, his uh, rep state representative, uh, John Thompson, okay, he was also apparently um, being accused of domestic violence. And now even Democrats in Minnesota are demanding that he resign. Interesting stuff. Uh, let's see. The Minnesota Democratic legislator rebuffed mounting calls to resign by Democratic leaders, including Governor Tim Walz, over domestic assault allegations that surfaced after a high-profile traffic stop. You know, it is interesting to me that in Minnesota, that you'll have a bunch of Democratic leaders calling for a Democratic state representative to resign over domestic uh, assault allegations that have not been proven in a court of law, but they will not hold the Attorney General of the state, Keith Ellison, accountable for the allegations of domestic assault that he's faced. Just throwing that out there. He's a hero to them. Uh, state Representative John Thompson denied the claims in a Sunday statement issued by Attorney Jordan Kushner, who said the lawmaker challenges the authenticity of the police reports that have been circulated to the press. 
So now he's saying that the reports that allegedly come from his wife about domestic violence are are fake. <laughs> I think at one point he even said that the police the police tape of his traffic stop that was released was was even a fake too. I mean this guy's a real piece of work. But hey, you know that's what you get if you're deep blue Minnesota and you just vote for somebody no matter what because they're in the right party. You know, this is the type of stuff that you get. Um, but now even the Democrats want the guy to go. And good luck with that. He's going to fight tooth and nail to hold on to that post. Rest assured, he'll make himself a victim. He'll find a way to do it. Um, and people are now seeing through it. But look look how fast the attitude of everybody in that state changed towards him the moment the police rele- released the, the body cam. And this is the thing. Departments are going to, depending on the circumstances, because there's going to be investigatory processes that have to play out, but departments are going to have to get more comfortable releasing some of this camera footage in the near future and not waiting for the demand to be made. They have to do it proactively, and if they do that, they're going to make a lot of the noise against them go away. I understand that that can't happen in all cases because of evidentiary reasons, but sometimes you're just going to have to make the decision to release the body cam footage or the dash cam footage, and showcase what actually transpired because the sheer amount of times that we have had this this story play out with Hollywood celebrities and everything else accusing the officers of racially profiling them and, and accusing them of fondling them. There's a, a an actress uh, last year, maybe the year before, it was before COVID, so yeah, the year before, where she accused the officer of not only being racist towards her, who happened to be a black woman, but also sexually assaulting her. And so the department just released all of the camera footage from his dash and his body cam. She was completely lying and making it all up. But she had all of these people whipped up into a frenzy on social media because she's a celebrity. And she was able to generate a lot of attention because of that. Um, and it wasn't true. And, and then here's the other thing, too. Uh, departments, when you actually have an officer step out of line, still got to release that stuff. Because, again, depending on the case. Because you also want the public to not think that you're just covering up for bad officers, too. You know, this is a two-way street here. And there are bad officers that have to be dealt with. And some departments refuse to do that. Other departments are very good and very proactive at dealing with them. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel and 1190, WOWO 107.5 FM. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, live streaming on Rumble right now, rumble.com slash Casey the host. Make sure you hit that subscribe button too, please. I would appreciate that. Ah, Boy, there is, you know, the world's just messed up. I don't know how else to say it. The world's just messed up. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do this on Friday. Because open lines, I didn't expect open lines to be as busy as they were on Friday because of the weather. Uh, But they got pretty busy, and so I got behind. I was only able to give one of my Michigan stories. The other one is an update to to, uh, the, well, this is basically the emergency power story. For those of you who don't know, once again, the courts have determined that Gretchen Whitmer is wrong and that her emergency powers should be revoked. And they've been fighting this. I don't need to get into the massive history of her abuses of power, her violating the law and everything else with you again. Not right now anyway, but I do wanted to give you give you an update. So the Michigan Senate did vote to repeal the emergency powers law, which is what Whitmer was exploiting. 
She was using two laws to give herself perpetual unfettered authority. So she was using one law because of COVID and then using another law to constantly re-up her authority, bypassing the legislature. And the courts had already ruled that she was breaking the law by doing that and that the law was unconstitutional and should be repealed. Um, she basically ignored that. The process to get it removed, it had gone forward a couple of times. And eventually, after several court rulings against her, they finally ruled that the legislature could repeal the law. They did so. Now, here's the thing. Because of the circumstances of this, she is not allowed to veto the repeal. She has no authority or any power here. Okay, So this is purely what the Senate has done. Obviously, we got to wait till everything else happens. But last Thursday, the Michigan Senate approved a petition that repeals Governor Whitmer's emergency powers with another approval expected by the state's lower chamber. Uh, and again, she cannot veto the petition because of the courts. Okay, so she can't do that. So it's happening slowly but surely for you folks in Michigan. It has not been a an easy, easy go of it for you. I know that it has been as difficult or even more difficult in some areas of the country. But for those of us on the Indiana side of the border, as uh, many complaints as we have about Holcomb and how he has handled this, at least it wasn't Michigan. It could have been a lot better. I Man, I escaped Michigan like six months before this mess so fast. It snuck up on everybody. See, and I thought I made a mistake because right after I left, it was probably more than six months, but right after I left, they legalized marijuana. And I'm like, man... I got all messed up. Well, here we go. All right, we got more coming up.